No, Jesus. Sorry about yesterday, everyone. It was a wild day. I was super busy at work. And actually, I started to record an episode. Um, and then um, people kept calling me and interrupting my like my blocks or whatever. It kept messing it up. So I was like, you know what? After like the third segment where I got a phone call and it cut me off, I was just like, fuck this. So I stopped. I figure I'd make it up today. Which is Friday, by the way. It is 12.15. Big news. The house is under contract. The open house paid off last night. I can't fucking believe it. So... Yesterday after I get off work, you know, the open house was five to seven for reasons that I don't want to get into. I was annoyed enough with it, but the open house was from five to seven. We had two private showings before the open house. Okay. So we get, um, I leave work a little early, drive to meet my wife in Lexington, stop and pick up some pizzas and some water. We go out to a park that was nearby the old pizza spot and uh, we eat our pizza. You know, the kids go play in the park on the playground for a little bit. And then, you know, after about an hour, my wife is like, okay, well, let's go get some ice cream. So then we leave, drive over to the old Dairy Queen right around the corner, um, get some ice cream, you know, kill about another 30 or 45 minutes pack up and head back to like to uh, to Richmond to the house that the house that we're selling so we um we go we're probably I think it was when we were at Dairy Queen it might have been when we were at the park but I think it was when we were at Dairy Queen my realtor texts me and says hey we've got um somebody who loves the house they they love the place like more than likely gonna put an offer in on it and i'm like oh my god that's incredible i can't believe it and she's like but they've got another house to look at in lexington and i'm like there it is that's it right there there it is they gotta put it they gotta go see another house in lexington which, you know, whatever, I'm fine with that. You know, hey, like, this is the first serious conversation that anybody has had with us about the house since it's been listed. You know what I mean? Like, nobody has been genuinely, like, um, nobody's been genuinely serious about it. Like, about you know, taking us up on it. So, we're fucking excited. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm hype. And so we go home, don't hear anything. You know, hanging out with the kids outside, like on our playground thing that we have at the house. They're swinging and having a good old uh, time. Nothing. Getting everybody ready for bed. Nothing. Um, You know, I uh, am not expecting anything because it's probably, it's getting late now. It's like nine. So I'm like, you know, all right, I'm going to go. We're going to go. Let's lay down and watch TV in bed. You know, I want to get everybody settled down for bedtime. I'm uh I'm gonna get in the shower. I get in the shower at nine forty five, something like that, nine thirty, nine forty five. Fucking my realtor's partner sends a text out to the group. Hey, um if uh if one of you can uh please give me a call whenever you can, 
I want to discuss an offer that we got on the house. So I'm like, oh my God, fuck yeah, that's amazing. I can't wait. I'm already in the shower. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I need to finish showering. You know, <laughs> let's go ahead, let's shower, let's get it out of the way, you know. Um, and then while I'm in the shower, so like I, I go to get in the shower because it's peaceful. Nothing is happening. There's nothing going on right now. Realtor's partner wants to discuss an offer. The internet goes out while I'm in there. So everybody's TVs, all the TVs in the house are shutting down, which there's only two going at the time. You know, the TV in our bedroom downstairs was on and then the living room TV was still going because um, my oldest girl was up there watching. I don't know. I think she was watching Power Rangers or something. And anyway, that. <laughs> All the TVs go off because the internet's out. And then the kids are like, they're geared up now because the TVs are out. They figure out that each other is still awake. And so then they're like bouncing off the walls. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I dry, get out, dry off real quick. Didn't even get a chance to wash my hair. I get out, dry off real quick and um, call him back. He tells me they wanted five grand below asking which i thought was awesome they wanted uh they wanted five grand below asking which was awesome as is no inspections which i also thought was great because not because i were trying to get away with something because i'm not because the house is straight we just bought it a year ago and the only thing that we did was take a take a wall out which is, you know, which was done correctly, built to code. I had a professional licensed contractor do it. Um, and everything else has just been cosmetic changes aside from the one structural, you know, that's it. So everything is good. I got nothing to worry about. Um, the only other thing that they want is um, they want to be able to close the first week of June which is awesome because that's when we wanted to move into the new house. As long as we could get this one sold, we were planning on moving at the end of May anyway, back when we started this whole process in like March. So that works out great for us. And, um, they want to have an appraisal done and man, let me tell you, Oh, just what a sigh of relief. Seriously. What a sigh of relief. I mean, things were going so slow. It was like, are we ever going to sell this place? Like, oh my God, like just the timing of it all. It was so bad. Um, you know, we get the house ready and listed on the market the day that they raise interest rates and then the market slows down. Like, fuck, man, are you kidding me? So, but we got it. We got it moved. The only concern that I have is the appraisal, you know? I'm just going to be transparent with you here. We bought this place. Um, we bought this place in January of 2021 is when we closed. Okay. So we've lived there for about a year and a half, roughly. Um, and it's been great the year and a half that we've been there. The summer of 2021, we did, um, the, we removed the wall. And that was, I don't know, like 20 grand that we did there. 
we redid the floors in the living room, redid the floors in the two, or sorry, the three uh, upstairs bedrooms. And uh, we had a, a fence. So it's like a wood post, wood board with chain link fence. So it's not a privacy fence. It's only like a four and a half foot, maybe four foot post fence with chain link top and bottom. Um, so it looks really nice because it's, it's wood. It's raw wood. I didn't stain it or anything because it's pressure treated so it can hold up. Um, and then, you know, it's black chain link. So it looks really nice. I, I like it a lot. We love that fence. It looks so good. And, you know, wood was high as shit when we did that fence last year. I mean, it legitimately cost us like, I don't know, 10 grand to do that fence. And then I think the work that we did on the wall, like I said, was like 20. We probably spent on all of the flooring and everything, a few thousand, maybe like two or 3,000 on the flooring. So, like we've put money and time into this place. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we also had a doorway made because it was open to just downstairs to where our bedroom was. There, It was just an open staircase. We closed that off and put up a doorway so you can't see into the downstairs. It sort of cuts it off, cuts the downstairs off from the rest of the house. There was also a coat closet that was right next to the front door that we took down. And we, you know, gained about, not a lot, you know, maybe eight square feet of space, you know, um, doing that. Which is something, you know, more square footage is better. But it just, it opens up. Everything that we did opened up and, and um, brightened up, I guess you could say, in a manner of speaking, the, um, the downstairs or the, the main level. Oh, Jesus Christ, how am I forgetting this? Also, we added more cabinets, um, like a pantry, because it was very limited cabinet space before. We added more cabinets and made like a pantry space. And we also added uh, like a bar top area, kind of like bar top seating. So, and it's all, we redid the counters, redid this, I put a new sink in. It's all, um, what do you call it? Butcher block. All of it is stained and finished butcher, butcher block. We, we bought butcher block slabs from Lowe's. I, I custom cut them to fit everywhere that they needed to go around the oven. Um, the bar top area that we have is butcher block and it hangs like two feet off the side of the cabinets so that you could actually sit at it with bar stools like an area. There's storage underneath. Um, and then, like I said, and we put two like eight feet tall, um, like cabinet pantry deals in, in the kitchen as well. So the downstairs is, is totally redone. It's totally new. The only thing that we did not update was the appliances. We redid the cabinets and everything. Um, I mean, we, we totally changed it up down there. So we've put a lot of money and time and effort into it. Okay. I mean, seriously, we did, a, we did a lot. We've sunk a ton of money into that place. I mean, 
when my dad died last year and we sold his house, I think that we made like 160 grand off of it. We used 40,000, I think it was, maybe 50 to pay off the vehicles that we had at the time. So it was a Buick Enclave and a Chevy Equinox. Um, like a, it was like a 20, 2017 Enclave and a 2018 Equinox. Um, we, uh, we paid those off and, um, yeah, paid those vehicles off. And then we, um, bought, my wife bought a new car and we put like five grand down on it. And literally all the money that we have left, oh, we bought a Glowforge that was like, I think that was six grand because we bought the Glowforge Pro, which has been totally worth it because we've been able to make some cool shit for it. Not even saying that like we've made our money back on the purchase. We've just made so much cool stuff. I totally think that it's, it's worth it. It is a reasonable buy. If you're looking into something like that and you're not willing to try to do like an industrial laser cutter or laser engraver Glowforge is is definitely a good entryway we bought the best one that you could get at the time we also bought the indoor filtration kit for it um so you don't have to hook it up to a window um and so like i said it was like six grand everything else that we had with the rest of that money almost a hundred thousand dollars and we paid off some debt other debt other than the cars everything else that we had because the credit cards and stuff that we had maybe equaled 5000 4000 at the most. And I think that that's stretching it, honestly. It, it might not even be that much. Everything else, though, probably almost ninety grand um, went into the house. The fence, the wall, taking the closet down, building the doorway, you know, all the painting, all the butcher block the cabinets, the flooring everywhere. I mean, we put a lot of money into that place and a lot of time into that place. Um, so it just, it's a big, it's, you know, we've done a lot, but we bought that place for like 220, two, no, 225, I think, back in January of 2021. We closed on it yesterday for um we closed on it yesterday for two uh two eighty two seventy nine is what two seventy nine nine is what the person bought it for so basically two hundred and eighty thousand so everything that we have done to it you know and we also we've painted the outside we've cleaned up the outside cleaned the house off painted it white you know the gutters the siding the brick Everything is painted white all the way around, so it looks newer from the outside. It's kind of what people are talking about with that, like, you know, you know, like farmhouse kind of deal, you know. It's not really like that, even though it totally fits the farmhouse vibe. It just isn't that way, because um, we're not like those kind of people. Um, we, um, you know, we we have done a lot to it, you know. My concern with the appraisal is um, that they will undervalue it. Because if you think about the money, not even the labor, if you think about the money alone that has been put into it, 
the expense of doing all these things and these improvements to it, the house just by that, the base value plus the changes should be worth more than 280. My concern is they're going to have an appraiser come and look at it from the street and they're going to look at home values in the area that fit, you know, that amount of bedrooms and bathrooms and square footage and they're going to value it at less than 280. And you can't pay more for a house than it appraises for. So the main thing is that if we bought it right now, we stand to make a little over 60,000 based off of what we have left on our principal. Okay. So like our I think our principal amount that we have left is somewhere between 217 and 218. And I'm, I want to round it up to 220 just to be safe and just to have it as a round figure between 220 and 280. My realtor has already done the math. In order for us to be able to make enough to get into the house that we, we need to, we need to be able to sell it for 250. And surely to God, surely to God, they can't value it less than that. I mean, the Zillow estimate, which take it with a grain of salt, I understand. The Zillow estimate is 260 something. I think it's 263. That would put us in a good spot, you know? 263,000, you know, that gets us our nut to be able to get into the new house, pay the realtors, and then we have like eight or 10K in our pocket which is not enough to be fair, considering what we've done, but it helps us achieve the goal to be able to get out of that house and to get into a new one, regardless of what house we're moving into. Because honestly, the house that we're moving into is more expensive than we needed to get, although it offers us a lot. There's other things that are similar in the area as far as not square, excuse me, not square footage, but bedrooms bathrooms that whole deal a little bit newer house that are cheaper but you know the yard is not as big um trying to think of what else you know some these all these other places don't have an in-ground pool you know it's that kind of shit they're not 15 minutes from my kids school you know th those those things and my kids go to school Basically, it's not really in downtown Lexington, but it's pretty fucking close to downtown Lexington. So, like, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, so we're just, um, you know, we're just working through it. We're trying to, we're trying to figure everything out. And, and I'm just nervous. I'm scared that an appraiser will, un will undervalue it. Because for a conventional loan, they won't go inside the house for the appraisal. And that is what worries me. Because the majority of the work that is done that raises the value of the house is done on the inside of the house. And so with the market slowing down, that means that market value, traditional fair market value, I don't think carries as much weight. Honestly, as it not as much weight as it should, because it should carry a lot of weight, because that's what everybody is buying against. 
you know, we're buying our house at, at market value or we would buy it at near market value. Granted, Lexington is in a different market than Richmond. I get it. Went, 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 you know, whatever. You get what you pay for. And I understand that. And we we want that, which is why we are paying for it. But I'm just concerned because there's not a ton of houses available for sale in our area. Now, the houses that are in our area that have similar number of bedrooms and baths and square footage and the land, that's another thing, too, because our houses that we're selling is built on two acres. That is important to factor because if you buy a house on a half acre lot that is the same size and same square footage as ours, you're not going to pay 280000 maybe depending on how new it is at least, because our house was built in the late 70s. You're not going to pay 280000 You'll probably pay a little less than that. But that's because you're not getting as much land. You know, you're getting two acres with a good solid house on it. There's structurally nothing wrong with it, okay? We've updated and renovated a whole bunch of shit on the main living space. We took care of it the time that we were there, so we didn't, you know, let it become, you know, animal and rat and bug infested and, you know, all the other tragic shit that could have happened. You know, it's not been contaminated by meth and, you know, like considered a disaster area. There's no storm damage to it. There's no leaks anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a good house. It's solid. You know, the roof is less than 10 years old. The water heater is less than five years old. The HVAC is less than five years old. It's a solid spot. It's hard to beat. My concern is just that it won't work out the way that we need it to. You know? And if they undervalue it by a little bit, just a little bit, I would be okay. Like, if they undervalued it by like $5,000, Hell, even $10,000, if they stretched it to two sixty nine, I'd be like, okay, that's, that's fine. Like, I'm not happy about it. I'm super pissed because if they had gone inside, they would have valued it differently. And I think, honestly, that we could pay for an appraiser to come and do that. But who the fuck wants to do that? Because we just want to get the place sold. You know what I'm saying? So, all these things in consideration, we're not out of the woods yet, you know? We're so fucking close, and I'm so happy that we made it this far. The, it's, this is all part of the journey. Like I said, this is, this is the payoff. You know what I'm saying? This is what I wanted. This is what we wanted, what we were, were not paying for, but paying for, so to speak. You know, we, This is what we want. So the appraiser, appraisal, still has me shaking in my boots a little bit. I mean... Everybody that we talk to tells us, don't worry about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to appraise uh, very well for where it's at right now. And like I said, I, I even have a little bit of wiggle room. I'm willing to concede five. Man, I really don't want to, but I'd be willing to concede $10,000 off the top right now just to be able to get it moved. And surely to God, there's no way that anybody could, looking from, looking from the outside, looking at it at the street, you couldn't value it less than that. Because honestly, the way that we're selling it, is a four bedroom, two full bath. It's like 1,800 square feet on two acres. Like I said, the roof's less than 10 years old, the HVAC and water heater. So the main bones, the working, the heart and soul of the house 
is all of it is relatively new. I mean, you know, come on, man. This is this is a deal here that we're talking about. So, like, I they there's no way that they could value it less than two seventy. There just is no way. I just don't see it happening. You know what I'm saying? Can't imagine it. So, I'm I'm hoping we can at least get past that point. And then you know, this time in June we'll be moved. We'll be in our new house. I'm gonna hopefully we'll be able to pocket enough cash to be able to pay, you know, three or four hundred dollars to get somebody to come and open our pool for us. Cause that's what we're doing. I'm not gonna. I'm not even going to attempt to open and close the pool this year because it's the first time that we've ever had one. You know what I'm saying? I we're gonna pay the money to be able to get it um, to get it opened and done the right way. And I, I hope it's not a chem, it's not chemically set up. The filter is saltwater rated. I saw that on the filter, which is what we want. We want a saltwater pool. We don't want a, a chlorine pool. Um, and so I want to have somebody open it and treat it properly and get it ready for us to use early in the season because I want to be be able to use this pool well into September. You know, I want us to be closing the pool at the end of September. You know, it's we have hot days throughout August, but you can't really count on it. It's kind of iffy. So I want to I want to be able to use this pool for like for a good four to five months. I want regular use out of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, um, it looks like maybe we're at the light at the end of the tunnel here, you know, for this. I'm really hoping that we are. I'm really hoping that we make out on this. Because we've, we've worked really hard. My wife keeps telling me, I'm trying to be a team player here and say we worked really hard. My wife chalks it all up to me because she's been so sick. But I mean, I mean, like, you know, if I'm being honest, I wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for her because I don't care about anything. I don't have a drive to do anything like that. You know, I was talking yesterday to one of my buddies here at work that, like, if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't have this job. I wouldn't have my house. I wouldn't have gone and done the things that I that I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was just a single guy, no wife, no kids, I'd be fucking around. I'd have a job to be able to get by and pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, I'd like to be doing, I'd like to think that I'd be doing something where I'd make some decent money, but I wouldn't be crushing it, you know, by any means. And that's not to say that I'm like a master of the universe now, but I've achieved a lot for where I am right now. You know, at 29 years old, I've accomplished more at this point in my life than anybody else in my family has. And, and, and that's not, that's not a stretch for me to say that. I think maybe the only person who can say that they've accomplished more at this time is extended family. Um, like a cousin in law, you know, that works for Lockheed Martin, you know, I think he might be the only person who's got a one up on me. And I ain't even really related to him like that. I might see him once a year. You know, and I say might because I'm pretty sure that I haven't seen him in like five, you know, so it's uh, it's all good. You know, it's all good. Uh, Like, but I've accomplished all of this because of her, because of her pushing me to do shit, her pushing me to be better and demanding more of me, you know, 
And that's FYI, anybody listen to this, you're talking about, you know, why can't you get a person if you're one of those people that struggles to find that in life? You need to look for somebody who's going to be, who's going to hurt your feelings and be honest with you and push you and demand more of you. You need to find somebody who respects and cares for themselves so much that they demand excellence out of who else, out of who they're with because it's the same standard that they hold for themselves and why should they concede to you you know and i'm just not that person i need that extra drive that's why you know i think i do so well at you know any job that i've ever had i do so well because working for somebody that is that is a drive for me it's a it's a demand you know what i'm saying like i have good ideas you know, like good ideas for shit. Me and my buddies have come up with stuff over the years. Like since, you know, I've been in college, we've had plans for stuff, but I just don't have the drive to be able to follow through and do shit like that to be my own boss. Because if I answer to myself, myself doesn't give a fuck. I don't care. But if I have somebody else to direct me, to steer me in a certain way, I can, I can succeed because I can not only hit those goals, but I can take it a step beyond. I'm just one of those dudes. I'm just one of those people, you know, and I have no problem admitting that, you know, it doesn't, doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I mean, the majority of the world is like that. So if I could be in the same line as the majority of the world, but know that I can succeed better than most at what I'm doing, I got no problem with that because I absolutely am. I absolutely buy the books on average, no matter what metric you want to scale me at, I'm doing better than most people on the planet. Number one, simply just because I was born in the United States, but then number two, because of the work ethic I have doing the job that I'm supposed to do, that I'm being paid to do. I don't care. I have the thought process in my mind that at this level where I'm at right now, I'm going to be the best to ever do it. And I, I feel that way, partly just because that's the, some of the stuff that my parents instilled in me. But that's also, like I said, the way that my life is with my family, because it's what she, my wife, demands out of me. And so, like, to circle back, I want to say we did it. It was a team effort. We did a lot. We worked really hard, because even though that she was sick and she couldn't do all the stuff that I did, I mean, fuck, dude, give her some credit. You know, she's growing a human being inside of her body right now. I expect that to take a little bit of a toll on you. It's not a fucking cakewalk. I get it, you know. And so without her pushing me and saying, we need to do this, we need to do this, and everything that I hate doing, I hate painting. We did that. I hate doing floors. We did that. I hate having to keep the house clean every second of every day. I fucking did that. You know, because she said, hey, if we're really going to make this move, if you're serious about it, this is what we need to do. And you know what? I think it's a running thing in my head. And it did not occur to me until after I was already married and I started to have kids. And she went through two years ago, right before COVID, before my third daughter was born. She had this crazy disease called vasoprevia. Um, which is basically like the umbilical cord that, you know, goes from the um, placenta to the baby, the life source of the fetus. The umbilical cord was open for a small segment and it was 
um, all the veins, the blood vessels that carry nutrients and oxygen to the baby were exposed. And not only were they exposed, but the cord was right in front of my wife's cervix. Okay. So that's the opening. So it's like, you know, vagina, cervix, baby. There's nothing else there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's it. And so like we had an incident where she was like, basically like, essentially she was bleeding out one night, woke up pouring blood. I won't go into the details about what happened to get us there, but she was pouring blood, went to the bat, went to the, the hospital and she was in the hospital for two months. And I, while we were there, you know, I had a, I had a thought back to Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Lord of the Rings is the greatest narrative ever written in the history of humanity, aside from the Bible or whatever holy text you believe in, if you believe in that. And in my mind, if you wanted to consider it apples for apples, oh, there's a lot of great stories in the Bible, but I would take Lord of the Rings more than the Bible. I'm sorry, my grandparents would probably be crying and rolling over right now if they heard me say that, but it's just the way I feel, man. It just means so much more to me. But there's a scene in the movie. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee tells Frodo on the slopes of Mount Doom, I can't carry the ring. I can't carry the burden for you, but I can carry you. And every now and then I think about that. Since that moment when she was in the hospital and it was me on my own, I had to take care of our two kids, get them to school, get them home, get them fed, get them dressed, work myself, get my hours in so that I couldn't shirk off or anything like that. You know, and I was salary, so it's not like I really got to get my hours in, but I still got to be present and be a good employee to justify me still working there, you know? You know, this Vesa previous shit, this you being in the hospital shit, you know? Like, and that's her mental upkeep too. I have to make sure that she's still connected and in the loop and that she doesn't fall apart being away from her family because that means a lot, obviously. You know, this Vesa previous shit, you being in the hospital, I can't carry that burden. You know, I can't carry... I can't carry those problems. I can't take it away from you, but I can carry you. I can carry us. I'll put us on my fucking back and I'll get the shit done if I have to. If that's what it fucking takes, fine, whatever. I'll get the shit done. And that's the way I felt about doing this fucking house. You know, whatever. I can't take your sickness away. I can't make you feel better. You know, I can't make your back not hurt. I can't take your headaches away, you know, your nausea and all that shit. I can't do anything about it, but I can put the fucking team on my back like fucking MJ and Kobe and LeBron <laughs> and I can fucking, I can fucking do it for us. I fucking, I can't carry it, but I can carry you, you know? So if I got to drag us across the fucking finish line, that's what I'm going to do. And that took help from her too. I, I'm not doing it on my own. Just because I talk like that, that ain't all me. I, you know, somebody's got to help get me going and give me the initial direction and I can take over from there.
Give me the spark. That's all I need. And so that's why I say we. And she wants to give me all the credit, but I couldn't do it without her. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have done it without her spark, like I said, without her help. So, yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I fucked around on you guys enough. Got Disney on ice tonight after work. Gonna take the kids to see all the characters. Honestly, I'm looking forward to it because I'm 100% a Disney adult. I know the characters. I know the songs. I've been I've been Disney, you know, A113 for Pixar, A1 since day one, you know, uh, since the Renaissance in the 90s, and then the old classics after that from the 40s and 50s and 60s, and even the obscure shit from the 80s. So I'm excited for it. My wife is not. <laughs> My kids don't even know we're going yet. They're going to be fun out of their fucking seats when we get there and they see what's going on. Cause I'm not, we, we, I don't think we should tell them anything until we get there. So it'll be a good time. And then tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I'm going to put some hours in here Saturday morning. And, uh, then I'm going to, um, go in. Uh, we're going to go cause I, you know, the place that I work at up here, I work at Toyota, by the way. I'm an engineer at Toyota. Um, the uh, place that I work at is really close to my in-law's house, and they got a pool. They've already got the pool opened up, and they got the heater for the pool on to get the water warm. It's going to be in the 80s tomorrow. We're going to go swimming, and I'm going to drink a lot of beer. Because I think I've earned it. Because uh, we have not. I have not. I have abstained uh, while we've been going through this whole process. So I'm going to go celebrate. And uh, I don't know. I might do something tomorrow morning while I'm at work and i got time. Nobody's here. I might not. I don't know. If I don't talk to you tomorrow, though, I'll catch you Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of the journey. I appreciate you guys. If you do listen, you know, much love. And uh, yeah, that's it. Deuces.